0: Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, February 5th, 2024. I've got a lot of content to get to you on this Super Bowl week. It's a big week, not just the NFL's Super Bowl, but also my court appearance as I'm being sued for harassment, that story here, by a fellow podcaster over my very fair, might I add, coverage of the Clayton paternity scandal. Stick around to the end of this episode, and I will slide you guys some information that is coming my way as to where I'll be this week, whether or not the case will be dismissed, and what to expect. I'll have some of that information for you in a little bit. I've also got Super Bowl news, some very good stories. Brad Pitt's winning legal battles against His uh, ex-wife... Uh, Angelina Jolie, I've got uh, some other. Darius Rutger arrested here in my new hometown of Nashville. And so much more we're going to get into. The first, a clickbait story, if I've ever heard one. The title is The Bachelor Favorite Daisy Claims Married Former Star Slid Into Her DMs. Okay, that's the title. Daisy Kent, a 25-year-old contestant on The Bachelor bonds with Joey after idolizing Taylor Swift in Travis Kelsey. So, what What's up with the whole married star sliding into her DMs? What could that be? Well, of course, it's nothing but clickbait. This is on the-express.com. Daisy, notable for her unique entrance in a red pickup truck adorned with a Christmas tree, has shared more than just her roots from a Christmas tree farm. She's also opened up about her journey with hearing loss in the acquisition of a cochlear implant at the age of 17. During a candid conversation with Bachelor Nation, Daisy disclosed that Ben Higgins, a familiar name within the franchise, is the most prominent figure to engage with her on social media. Though Ben is married to Jessica Clark, it's presumed his interaction with Daisy was in the spirit of goodwill or guidance for her journey on the show. How bizarre! (laughs) What was clickbait title was that? I read the title. And I was like, ooh, we're going to have some big news. Old Benny Higgins is sliding into the DMs. And they're like, no, not that at all. But hey, you know what? Do what you got to do to print some uh, ads there and sell some money. Or sell some ads and print some money. Whatever, whichever uh, whichever uh, sort of format you need to do to keep your magazine going. That's the world we live in. How's, how interesting is this story? Saturday Night Live sets Shane Gillis as the host. <clears throat> Excuse me. as the host after firing him for racist jokes in 2019. 21 Savage will be the musical guest. I don't know if you guys have been caught up on this story. I shared it on Patreon over the weekend. That's right. We had a weekend Patreon on Sunday where we shared crazy information about the Clayton Ecker-Jane Doe scandal, including new victims that have been alleged by multiple sources. That leaves victims to one, two, three, four, and five different men, plus at least one woman. What's that all about, Moore? on that later. Let's go back to this SNL story. Shane Gillis has been set as the host of the February 24th episode of SNL, a controversial move as the comedian was cast and swiftly cut from the late night sketch show in 2019. He will be joined by musical guest 21 Savage. Hours after Gillis was announced to be joining SNL in 2019, videos resurfaced on social media that featured him making racist, homophobic, Islamophobic and misogynistic jokes on his own podcast and other media. One week later, NBC cut him from the cast after talking with Shane Gillis we have decided that he will not be joining SNL a spokesperson said at the time on behalf of executive producer Lauren Michaels we want SNL to have a variety of voices and points of view within the show and we hired Shane on the strength of his talent as a comedian in his impressive audition for SNL We were not aware of his prior remarks that have surfaced over the past few days. The language he used is offensive, hurtful, and unacceptable. We are sorry that we did not see these clips earlier and that our vetting process was not up to our standards. He then commented... Uh, on his statement, after getting fired before ever really working for SNL, it feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements. But here we are. I'm a comedian who is funny enough to get SNL. That can't be taken away. Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. I was always a Mad TV guy anyway. Now, my thoughts on this are actually nuanced. If you uh, are surprised at all by being a stand-up comedian. What Shane Gillis has said in the past in the attempts at humor, that being, you know, on his podcast, trying to tell jokes with his friends, uh, it's a very slippery slope when you start judging people for their attempts at humor. Uh, Humor is meant to, you know, make people let their guard down and laugh and poke fun at society, and it doesn't always hit the mark. Uh, it's the attempt at humor, though, that should be what's given the grace. So, uh, if anyone actually thinks Shane Gillis has a hurtful bone in his body, they should obviously like do what they got to do to fight for you know their right to protest or whatever. But if they're gonna cherry pick things that he said or did in the attempts of humor on a podcast, this is just the world we live in. You know, back in the day, if you were Norm Macdonald, you wouldn't have had a podcast. You know, these things didn't exist. You just worked out your material until you presented it on stage. And now we live in a time where people will take material that is either not fully worked out, not fully thought through, or not fully effective in humor and claim that somebody is racist or homophobic or all these different things that exist. Well... I guess audience have spoken for themselves and they've made Shane Gillis one of the most popular comedians out there. I mean, you might not know him, but within his audience, he sells out theaters. He makes way more money just as a touring comedian than he would have ever made on Saturday Night Live. But either way, they're allowed to do with their company what they want. Here's a clip of Shane Gillis doing a spot on Trump impression. And I'm not kidding. It's really good. Have a listen. Trump gave what I think was probably one of the greatest speeches of world leaders given. You know, it's got to be up there with like Churchill, Gettysburg Address. It's the night the United States killed the leader of ISIS. Trump comes out of the Situation Room at like midnight in the White House and he walks down that fucking tunnel like he's, and gives a press conference, like he's given a post game NBA and just goes, Abu Bakar, Al Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog, and <laughs> a I didn't change one word of that. That's what he opened with. And then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes. The meanest shit talk you've ever heard in front of the whole world. Abu. We could hear him crying. I said, Abu, don't cry. Abu. Let me tell you something. Abu cried. He cried quite a bit. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Cry right, baby, back daddy. That's what we were all calling. <laughs> I've got Darius Rucker getting arrested for weed possession. I can't believe this is a uh, an actual conversation in 2024. And so much more we'll get to right after the break. Say it ain't so, Hootie. Darius Rucker of Hootie and the Blowfish arrested in Williamson County, Franklin, Tennessee. Music star Darius Rucker arrested Thursday. Uh, For drug possession authorities say, Rucker was charged with two counts of simple possession in violation of registration. However, the incident happened nearly a year ago. An affidavit from Franklin Police shows that Rucker was driving on an expired plate that featured the former version of the Tennessee license plate. Police said a strong odor of marijuana was emitted from the vehicle during the traffic stop. Police added they found a THC pen and 14 unstamped purple pills in a jar. They were unable to identify the pills. Rucker told police he didn't know what they were because they were given to him by his girlfriend. Rucker also provided police with a small marijuana blunt from his pocket. The 14 purple pills were later tested by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation uh, and identified as psilocybin. Sybin, otherwise known as Mushrooms, who was released on a $10,000 bond and his court date is April 11th. Guys, this is absolutely nuts. Now, it's one thing if you're gonna arrest someone, like, either arrest him. Now I understand the same things with alcohol. If you have an open container of alcohol, that's just as bad as driving under the influence, right? Or I mean, and you know, and to, to be quite honest, in my opinion it's not. It's like, look, if there you know, there's other countries where if there's three passengers in the car, there can be two open containers, you know, because the idea being, if the driver's not drinking, who cares? That's where that's where I stand. That's kind of where I believe the rule should be. When it comes to a THC pen, it's like, well, Give him, I I guess, give him a test to see if he's coherent enough to drive. And if he is, I mean, how many people have a THC pen in their car? It's just wild that what might be legal in one state is illegal in another and how often some of these laws can be used, you know, sometimes to profile. There is Rutgers Black. I don't know if he was profiled. Maybe, maybe not. The guy—they said they pulled him over because he had a, a you know, a registration that wasn't, uh, you know, that it was expired. But at the same time, is—is is this what we're doing out there? I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, Either way, here's a story that got a lot of news over the weekend. Nick Lachey released a, I guess, acoustic version of a song. Uh, He said, I used to do something called Music Monday where I drop weekly covers. Should I bring it back to TikTok? And he sang this song and it went super viral. I guess because TikTok hates him. I don't know. I thought it sounded fine. I mean, I don't ever remember thinking of Nick Lachey as like the best singer out there. He's a boy band member. But either way, here's a quick clip of the song that went viral for the tone that people do not like. Man, I got you up your knees, put you right back on your feet, just so you could take advantage of me. Now tell me how it feeling, sitting up there feeling so high. You up there, name in the sky? Does it ever? Be- Okay. Went, I mean, this this video went super violent. I think it was because the way he was straining, it looked like he was singing while also on the toilet. Either way, hey, way better than my voice, I'll tell you that much. All right, we've covered this story for the last uh, week or so. Alyssa Milano details hurtful messages son received over baseball trip fundraiser so hard. You guys might remember this uh, story came out where she was raising money for her kid's baseball fundraiser and people got really upset saying, oh, don't you have enough money? And she said, well, we've already, you know, I've already sp- gave. Give it a lot to my community. You know, whatever. Alyssa Milano called out online trolls for targeting her 12-year-old son after she asked for donations to support his baseball fundraiser. The charmed alum 51 took to social media Thursday to respond to mean messages her 12-year-old son Milo Thomas received following his mom's efforts to gather money for his baseball team's upcoming trip. Every parent raises money for their child's sports teams, and many of them do, through, do so through GoFundMe. I am no different, she wrote on Instagram. As much as I'd love to pay for the entire team and their families for travel, transportation, hotel, food, beverage, uniforms, training pins, and all the things teams do for this kind of trip, I cannot afford to do so. Maybe someday. Milano claims that if she had paid for everyone, trolls would still find something else to be hurtful about. Regardless of how you feel about me, going on to my hardworking 12-year-old son's Instagram page and leaving these kind of messages is horrid. Leave the kids alone. Let them play baseball. If you are against donating, don't donate. If you'd like to donate to help the team's families, we appreciate it. The link is in the bio. Look, hey, I'm the same way. I'm the same way I feel for her, you know? Like, sure, she's you know, got name recognition. They say she's worth a couple million dollars. I mean, is she? How much money is coming in for Alyssa Milano? I don't know. Uh, But either way, people get so weird with money. i realized this when people started to go fund me for me, you know? It's like, hey, look, I just bought my first home. I'm trying to like provide for my family. And people are like, how dare you accept money from strangers for your court case? I'm like, I don't know, because people were begging me, asking me, Dave, please let us know how we can donate, you know, to this injustice. Now, now I've got my wife who is, you know, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people that want to send us. And by the way, shout out to Denise. Um, she's our philanthropy chair, good, good member of our community. She bought us like five or six uh, presents came in and, you know, uh, all things for the baby. Oh, one, you know, one thing, it was a, called Daddy's Sip Cup. It was a nice beer mug for me, but all these beautiful toys for the baby. And everyone's it's got, you know, some, a lot of people, you know, their their love language is, is gift giving, right? So uh, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place where we've got audience literally begging us saying, please. Create a baby gift registry. We want to be able to buy you, you know, a a a toy or you know whatever you know whatever it is. And then there's going to be other people that are going to say, Dave, you're e begging, you know. And I guess that's just there's different ways that people look at the internet and those that are fans and friends, I think they see a more friendly world where people wanna donate and help each other out, not just because you need a gift, but because people wanna give it. So do I need people to give me diapers? No, but if somebody says, Dave, I listen to your content every day, you mean something to me, you got me through a tough time, I wanna give you this, who the hell am I to say no? That's where I stand. And I, I think my wife's kind of um, coming to that same boat where it's one of those, uh, damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'm sure Alyssa Milano understands it's like here. Alyssa Milano is helping out all these other members of her baseball team. She tries to use her platform to share the GoFundMe to help all the kids on the team. And what does she get for it? You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, money makes people weird. That's the point of that. All right, Leah from The Bachelor, the current season. Tonight is episode three. Uh, the Afternoon Rush will have more uh, preview and we'll have the pre- and post-show live stream. A very, very busy day for us, along with exclusive new content on the Patreon. By the way, if you didn't check out the Patreon over the weekend, we did reveal some new information regarding uh, Clayton Eckerd and what the heck's going on with his court date, which now I think is February 27th. Uh, we're going to have a live court date. I think, I think what I'll probably do on that date is live stream it. Even if I won't have access to the footage of what's going on in the room, um, we can still live stream and and be the first to hear what goes down. So we'll make a big day for that. That'll be at 4 p.m. East or maybe no, that that, actually I think it's 4 p.m. Mountain Time Zone. We'll figure it out. Leah from the current season of The Bachelor took to TikTok to share her thoughts on the sort of issue with diversity on the show, that being someone on the Bachelor social media team tagged the wrong Asian-American contestant. And of course, it's led to some conversation going on. And here's what Leah had to say.
1: ...is making headlines, but for some of the wrong reasons. Reasons in question.
0: So she shared a title that said, maybe if producers had cast any Asian leads over the past 20 years, they would be able to tell them apart.
1: But I do think it's important to extend grace. Honest mistakes do happen, and at the end of the day, we're all human. But I think this is part of a much larger conversation to be had and that I would like to give my voice to. Until we have a world stage and a media platform that is representative of the world we come from and the communities that make it up, I think we will always have a ways to go. Representation's everything. It is everything to me. I don't think I started believing in myself until I started seeing women like me doing the damn thing. It is so important for people to feel seen, heard, identified with. I think historically Asian Americans are vastly underrepresented in the media. And when we do show up, we don't take up space. We're the side character, the supporting character, the irrelevant Asian that gets voted off night one or the diversity hire. I know it might seem like a silly little mistag for some people, but I feel like if we start to get to know our Asian-Americans in media and we hear their names, their stories, their identities, then this wouldn't be a conversation. And to all my Asian-Americans, my minorities, my marginalized communities, you take up space and you show up.
0: Absolutely love it. She says, show up, take up space, but at the same time, give grace. Give Grace, take up space. All right, here's someone taking up space. J-Lo, that's right, suffers hair malfunction, rips out her extension mid-Saturday Night Live performance. Let me tell you something. It's not a good performance if you're not ripping out extensions. So, I mean, she she might be the queen of pop stars. I mean, she's she's done it all, right? From Fly Girl to movie star. I mean, she's literally got it all. Jennifer Lopez appears to suffer an on-air mishap when she was seen yanking a hair extension from her head during a performance on SNL. The songstress, 54, was singing her new song, Can't Get Enough. I mean, look, trust me, I don't know if she meant to rip it out of her head, but this is one way to go viral. Just start ripping. I mean, next thing you know, she's got, you know, making waves because she pulls off an eyelash. She's, you know, taking care of some bronzer. Good for her. Jason Kelsey speaking to the Cincinnati Inquirer. Or is that where they are? Whoever the hell he's talking to. Cincinnati News Outlet. He says the NFL would be foolish not to show Taylor Swift. Of course, Jason Kelsey, the older brother of Travis Kelsey, here's what he had to say.
1: The attention's there because the the audience wants to see it. I mean, if it, if people didn't want to see it, they wouldn't be showing it. I know that. So I think, uh, you know, she's a world star. Um, uh, uh, she's the the the... Quintessential, you know, artist right now in the world, singer-songwriter, immensely talented, an unbelievable role model for young women. Uh, Across the globe, so I think that um, the NFL would probably be foolish not to, um, you know, show her and and show what um, you know, be a role model for for all the young girls out there.
0: Yeah, imagine imagine the executives on the NFL having the greatest pop star of all time actively dating someone who's in the Super Bowl. Imagine them not wanting to highlight that story because a couple people somewhere are getting mad. I mean, it's not like anyone's. I mean, you know, talk about faux outrage. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Well, speaking. Speaking of outrage Brad Pitt here wins latest round in legal battle with Angelina Jolie over the couple's half a billion dollar French winery Chateau Miraval uh, Brad Pitt has won the latest round the Moneyball star 60 has been in court in California and in Luxembourg over Chateau Miraval arguing that he should have a controlling interest in the vaunted vineyard after Jolie sold her shares to Yuri Sheffler, owner of Russian vodka giant Stoli before they married the couple bought the estate together with Pitt owning 60% and Jolie 40. They tied the knot at the winery in 2014 and Pitt gifted Jolie an extra 10% as part of their wedding, making it a 50 50 asset when they split in 2016. Oh, you should always have majority control. Either way, uh, very fascinating stuff. A source close to the case told Page 6. He owned 60%. She owned 40%. When they got married, it was a conversation whether everything was all roses, or I should say rosé, at the time. The agreement was for her to get 10% from him, a 50-50 agreement that they reached for one euro. It was symbolic of their partnership. So it looks like he charged her one euro. Oh, it must have been one of those little coin euros. Either way, um, they now, now she sold her version, her, her side of it. And um, I guess he's upset because he wanted to buy it, buy it off of her, but instead she decided to sell it to someone else. I guess that's what he's saying. Anyway, uh, the, the struggles of the rich and the famous. All right, let's dive into this. I've got some more content we're not going to get to this morning, so we'll keep it for the afternoon rush hour. So definitely stick around for that one. Um, but let's talk about Clayton Eckert's paternity scandal. So as you guys know, I've been sued for harassment Uh, by Jane Doe. And uh, my court date was supposed to be the day after Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday. It was pushed to, I don't know, February, uh, December 18th. It was pushed again to February uh, 8th, which I believe is this Thursday. I've got plane tickets for tomorrow to head there. I still don't know if she's going to dismiss or take me to court, but I'm telling you guys this, this is exclusive content just for you on Bachelor Rush Hour Podcast, which by the way, feel free to share it with anyone else. I'm just telling you right now, you can share it with the Justice for Clayton or Bachelor Nation subreddits. They can know what's going on, but it appears as though Jane Doe wants to dismiss her charges. I should say drop her charges against me uh, with some stipulations. Stipulations I'm hearing about that I don't necessarily disagree with, although I don't trust what her motives are in wanting this in writing. Is that uh, enough of a teaser for you guys? I'll have more information on this, but I have to let you know this is ongoing. I have not signed anything. She might wake up and go, you know what? I didn't like the way Dave was pro Brad Pitt. I'm not pro Brad Pitt uh, versus Angel. I'm Team Angelina Jolie, or I'm anti Darius Rutger, You know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe she doesn't like Taylor Swift, and she heard this, and she wants to take me to court. She's she's entitled to. I still don't know. Until my, I think I can cancel my flight I got the refundable Delta tickets, I think. And by the way, shout out to, we had one of our audience member send me codes for a very nice discount with Southwest. Thank you so much. I'm definitely gonna use those this year. How nice of her to give me a discount, like a family and friends discount. If it, just, just randomly, if there's anyone else who works for an airline, please let me know if you have any other discounts. We could always use, I mean, oh, Dave's e-begging for free frequent flyer miles. Uh, please upgrade me all you want, baby. Upgrade me or my wife. You could upgrade her um do whatever you got to do uh please that woman either way uh yeah i don't know exactly what's going to happen and i don't want to smoke out this story as much as i would love for her to drop the charges i also you know was looking forward to my day in court to defend myself which trust me if she drops the charges i will count that as a victory uh maybe not i don't know how that works in the legal system but in the system of podcasting and youtube we will we will take victory laps on that note, for sure. Uh, But stick around. We'll see. Maybe by the next episode, we might have more information. But either way, it's going to be a fantastic and very interesting week, one way or another. And we'll be back all day with content and following this afternoon with Bachelor Rush Hour. And then at 7 p.m. East Coast, we're going to have a pre-show live stream and then a post-show live stream. So plenty going on. Appreciate all of your support. I'm Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link
1: in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at D
0: for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Oh, my God. Oh my God.